0: Hello and welcome to the Movies Past and Present podcast. It's June 17th, 2022, and this is episode 87. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, MoviesPastAndPresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Summer movie season is upon us now in a big way. And a couple of more interesting movies to add to the mix are going to be opening up over the next couple of weeks. Coming on Friday, June 24th, is the new biopic about Elvis Presley, which is aptly titled Elvis. Uh, Elvis is from Warner Brothers Pictures, and it's directed by Baz Lerman. Uh, it's an epic big screen spectacle, uh, a thoroughly cinematic drama the press materials say that it seems be the prism of the complicated relationship between Elvis, who's played by the actor Austin Butler and his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, who is played by Tom Hanks. Uh, the film delves into the complex dynamic between these two um, that spans over 20 years from Presley's rise to fame and his, un- uh, to his unprecedented stardom and, uh, and also against the backdrop of the evolving cultural landscape in America, uh, Olivia Duong plays Priscilla Presley. Uh, it's got a big, big cast. Uh, if you've seen, if you've seen any trailers, it's very splashy, done in very much a Lerman style. So uh, I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing seeing Elvis. It uh, is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for substance abuse, strong language, Suggested material, and smoking. Next up is a movie opening up on July first. It's another in the series of the Minions films. This one's called Minions: The Rise of Gru. Uh, Don't know, maybe it's not necessarily the Minions films, but within the whole context of the of the Minions within the Despicable Me uh, universe, uh, clearly given this title, The Rise of Gru, uh, Gru's in it. I don't know much about this film. I've seen the trailer. But the trend was mostly focusing on um, Minions gags. So hopefully Minions fans are going to have fun at it. It's rated PG by the Motion Picture Association for some action violence and rude humor. Shocking. So again, two, two movies coming soon to theaters. Elvis on June 24th and Minions The Rise of Gru on July 1st. In reviews. Uh, I'd like to give my review of the new film from Pixar Animation Studios, which is Lightyear. Uh, of course, we know that Buzz Lightyear is a very popular, <laughs> long time character within the Pixar universe. Uh, you know, it's a character from the original Toy Story. Pixar decided to do something that's a bit meta. Uh, I think it works. Maybe not everybody does, but uh the way it's described in the movie is that uh Andy who's the, you know the human boy in 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 the uh Toy Story films at least the first 3 Toy Story films he uh he's uh gets a you know a Buzz Lightyear toy and we know that that's again, what really sets you know launches the Toy Story the plot of the the, the, the original Toy Story film um uh, but really Liar is actually an action figure from Andy's favorite movie of the same title. And, and this movie light year is that movie. So, so, uh, again, a little bit out there, a little bit high concept, but, uh, you know, it just, it, I think it, 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 it works and it's just, and it's just fun. The, uh, a real standout in this film, of course, is just the gorgeous animation. If you've seen the trailers, you, you know, I mean, there's there's a very photorealistic look to it. Um, you know, clearly the the, the characters are uh, are animated. They don't necessarily make them. They look like you know an animated character, not necessarily um, trying to go for photorealism and with with humans and whatnot, but. Uh, it's just got this wonderful, wonderful look to it, and really, um, you know, it's like Pixar made a space adventure movie. This is really what it is, and it's 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 a sci-fi movie. It pays homage to all sorts of of sci-fi films from 2001: A Space Odyssey to Star Wars, and you know, and kind of everything, everything in between, as well as I think being true to itself within this Toy Story, within this Toy Story universe. Buzz Lightyear, the 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 you know character in this movie, is voiced by actor Chris Evans, and then uh, he's got a bit of a posse with him: uh, Kiki Palmer, uh, Taika Waititi, uh, Dale Souls, and 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 uh, again, you might have seen this in the trailers. Buzz is gifted a robotic cat. To help keep him company, and and the cat is voiced by Pixar animator Peter Sohn, and he's so funny. He's just he's socks socks the cat really steals the show. Uh, but the show really overall, I think it's got great humor, um, great heart. As I already mentioned, the gorgeous animation, and it's a really fun sci-fi adventure uh it's it's a perfect summer movie and the kind of uh disney adventure movie that i loved as a kid and so i could see why it could be you know andy's favorite movie so Lightyear's playing exclusively in theaters i saw it in imax and of course i always recommend seeing an imax if you can but i think it's going to be great on on any big screen and it's just so great to have a Pixar film on exclusively um, in theaters. Uh, so happy about that too. So so definitely, uh, if you like you know Pixar animation and you like sci-fi, definitely go check out Lightyear. <laughs> want to give a little uh, progress update of of my main movie watching project that I've been doing during um, 2022 this project I'm, I'm I've been calling it 20th Century Fox a closer look so um, the intent of this was just to get more familiarized with with the content of the 20th Century Fox catalog from 1935 when when 20th Century Fox was was formed Basically, it was a merger of of the Fox Studios and the 20th Century Studios, and then um, through 2019, when when the studio was acquired by the Walt Disney Company. So, um, I picked a hundred films that I, I thought were were representative of 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 the studio and of the different genres that they were, uh, you know, portraying or or, or a part of. And I can't say it's necessarily a perfect list, but it's uh, it's been a good list for me and I, and i've been actually I've just been absolutely having a ball with this um I, I I track this on my instagram uh or my movies' past and present Instagram, which is at movies Pap if you are so inclined um, and my goal is to watch two movies a week because again there's a hundred a hundred movies and I'm just about in the middle. Uh, of this so i've been so i've been watching movies from the 1950s but um just wanted to give a couple of of shout outs to some films that you might want to see if you are if you are so um, so inclined uh first up is is just one of the all-time great films it's all about eve and this film came out in 1950 uh directed by joseph l Mankiewicz. It stars Betty Davis as as a as a stage actress in in uh, New York City, and and uh, she is having a bit of a midlife crisis. Uh, again, you know, realizing that she's getting older and nothing, you know there aren't necessary acting roles for her, and this young ingenue uh, named Eve, who's played by. Uh, and Baxter enters into her life and and uh she gives the the pretense that she's she's a, an innocent young thing but she's really not. <laughs> she's got some pretty <laughs> rotten um uh stuff that she's trying to do. Uh but it is it's a terrific movie about the theater, it's a great movie about aging and relationships and and these performances are all you know it's it's a tour de force. So highly recommend All About Eve if, if if you have not, if you if you've never seen it, or if you've already seen it, it's a great movie to to uh, watch again. Um, another great film that I recently watched this is from 1953. It's Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Um, this this is directed by Howard Hawks, but it's 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 a musical. It's loosely based on on. Uh, on a stage play, but this, I think, I think they take a very different tact on this, but it's classic. It stars Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell as two, two, uh, they have a cabaret act, but, uh, they're, uh, Marilyn Monroe's character in particular is, is, is a gold digger. She just, she's looking for money. Uh, Jane Russell's less interested, but she, you know, she, she wants a relationship, um, if it meets her needs. Uh, but it's this 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 movie is so so much fun. They've got so much uh, style and pizzazz. This film contains that very famous musical number of of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend with Marilyn Monroe in that pink dress and they're in that red background with all the dudes in tuxedos. And uh, anyway, it's the movie is an is an absolute blast, and it was a fun fun thing to watch with with 20th Century Fox. Also, during this time period, 20th Century Fox uh, started, you know, television was a real threat to movies. And, you know, for people going out to the movies rather than people staying home on TV. And it seems like that hasn't changed much, has it, over the last 70 years. Uh, but still, uh, one of the ways that 20th Century Fox decided to combat it was to create a, a much grander big screen experience. And, and they came up with this thing they called it CinemaScope. And it's basically wide, you know, widescreen film. So, so the screen projection would be much larger if you were to see it in the theater. And again, providing a grander experience um, that really differentiates a theatrical uh, experience from, from sitting home and watching TV. The very first CinemaScope cinema film that 20th Century Fox made was a drama called The Robe. It's from 1953 and it stars Richard Burton and Gene Simmons. It's actually, it's uh it's set in the time of, of Jesus Christ and, and uh, Richard Burton plays a Roman guard who was there when Christ gets crucified. And and he feels tremendous guilt and tremendous confusion about it. Um, but he comes in contact with somebody who, who actually has the robe, like the last thing that Christ was wearing before his crucifixion. And um, it kind of sets into motion uh, the stuff where Richard Burton is either thinking he needs to get rid of the robe, but um, turns out that uh, maybe there was something else uh in mind for his life. It's not necessarily my favorite film, but Cinemascope is awesome. Uh and it just and it just, conti- it just continues. I watched the first time uh the film Three Coins in the Fountain, which was set in Rome, Italy, which so I loved that. But uh it's about three American women who are working in Rome and and and, and how they all uh, they all find love um and they they all did they tossed uh coins in in Trevi found <laughs> there there in Rome uh it was fun to see a movie you know Fred Astaire made a movie at Fox which which uh i i didn't know um it's called Daddy Long Legs and and uh it's with it stars Leslie Caron it's got a bit of a creepy premise but in that Fred Astaire plays a wealthy benefactor of a young Girl, who's Leslie Caron, um, and he pays for her college education, um, and then they fall in love with each other. So anyway, uh, it's all above board, and the musical numbers—even though it sounds a so creepy—the musical numbers are fantastic. Um, I think I think uh, one of the great cinemaScope films, and really one of the great adaptations of a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical on film, is is The King and I. Which, which, uh, 20th Century Fox produced. It came out in 1956. It stars Deborah Kerr, Yul Brenner, and, Yule and um, you know, I could watch that "Shall We Dance" scene <laughs> over and over. It's it's uh, it's so fantastic, so beautifully filmed, such wonderful music. I just love you know the Rodgers and Hammerstein music is, is is so is so terrific. It's a tragic film if you're you know if you're familiar with the with the story or the source material, but wow, beautiful use of cinema scope and just such a a well-produced, a well-produced film. Uh, The last couple of films that I, that I watched uh, both starred Joanne Woodward. Uh, One of them is the three faces of Eve, which is a pretty heavy drama about a, 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 a housewife who is suffering through multiple multiple personality disorder. And I think it was a bit groundbreaking the film because it was really brought to life, uh, or 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 portrayed in a pretty stark and a realistic way. Um, you know this this uh, challenge that some people face. And then uh, the first film that Joanne Woodward started with her her then boyfriend and then you know who became her husband Paul Newman. That uh, they they're their first film they made together called The Long Hot Summer, which is um, loosely based on on some novels by William Faulkner, um, with a little Tennessee Williams turn in there. So you know, kind of dysfunctional <laughs> dysfunctional families living in the South. Uh, but it's it's it was it's quite a good film. Getting the shot in Cinemascope, uh, great acting. Orson Welles is in it. Angela Lansbury, Lee Remick. Um, Anyway, um, I was I, I I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. So I could go on and on. This has been a fun project. It continues on. Um, if you're again, if you're so inclined, please follow me on Instagram at moviespap. And then also, um, I've got the complete list on letterboxedcom I'll have a link to the podcast notes in my blog there. Um, but uh, again, you you can see, and I'd be very interested to get your opinion on on. Any of these movies that you've seen that you've enjoyed. Again, I, I was just focusing on these more recent ones I've seen from the 1950s. But wow, I've, I've, I've loved I love so many of these films. Uh, and it's been so fun to watch. And I've just learned a ton. So, anyway, there you have it. My update on my 20th Century Fox uh, A Closer Look project. <music> Classic Cinema Corner. Um, we've got three Fathom events that are coming up, and Fathom events. This, these actually aren't tied in with the Turner Classic Movies Big Screen Classic series, but they very well could be because they're they follow the, they're following the exact same uh, format. So first up is is uh, the th- uh, the thing. Uh, this is a 40th anniversary screening of the thing now this actually is a remake by director John Carpenter um it stars Kurt Russell and uh it's a chilling version of the of the classic classic film the thing it's set in a winter or during uh I guess it's always winter because hello, they're in Antarctica, but it's at a research station in Antarctica. There's a 12 man research team and they find an alien being that has fallen from the sky and has remained buried frozen in the snow for over 10, or excuse me, a hundred thousand years. Soon this, uh, beast is unfrozen and unleashed. And he of course creates havoc and terror. Uh, so this, uh, you know, if, if you've never seen, I've, believe it or not, I've seen this movie. It's it's a good one. It's scary, uh, but it would be fun to see it. Uh, fun to see it on the big screen. So the thing 40th anniversary screening is happening on June 19th and June 22nd. Check the Fathom Events uh, website for more information and about uh, if it's playing at a theater near you. I will have links to the Fathom Events website in the podcast notes on my blog. It's you know basically fathomevents.com. Uh, next up is a 25th anniversary screening of the science fiction film, The Fifth Element. This is happening on June 26th and 29th, again, through Fathom Events. Um, from its opening scenes in 1914 Egypt to its towering views of 20th, 23rd century New York City and its mind-expanding journey to the faraway world, um, or the, just, you know, f- the faraway worlds, The Fifth Element... Is really a trippy movie. Uh, it's directed by French director Luc Besson. Um, it's it's got great cinematography, great production design, great costumes, and really just great act, you know great acting. Bruce Willis stars in this movie. He plays this taxi driver um, who discovers that the fate of the world is contained within a mysterious um, young woman named Lilu who's played by Mila Jovanovich. Uh, or Jovovich, excuse me, I'm saying her name wrong. Um, who literally drops out of the sky and into his life. It also starts Chris Tucker as this hyperactive radio host, Luke Perry's in it. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, anyway, it became a real passion. It was a real passion project for Luke Besson. And I think in many ways it's really, you know, uh, it's a sci-fi film that, that a lot of people have enjoyed. So, so the 25th anniversary screening of the fifth element is happening on June 26th and June 29th. Go check that out. Also happening on June 26th and June 27th is uh, the next step in a studio Ghibli re-release. Um, it's the cat returns. Uh, so this, um, this is an English dub of, of, of the studio Ghibli It's again, this, 20 the film that was, that's now 20 years old um it's a charming and magical family adventure and uh this english dub uh, includes the voices of Anne hathaway carrie always tim curry Kristen bell and judy greer and I, you know i'm trying to think i'm i'm just not sure i've seen the cat returns uh i, I might have i've seen most of studio ghibli films uh but anyway, this might be a chance to check it out again. So, so June 26th and June 27th, the 20th anniversary screening of The Cat Returns. Uh, tickets uh, are available via the Fathom Events website, fathomevents.com. I'll have a link to the to to all these in the podcast notes on my blog, and you know, you can check out classic cinema on the big screen, which is uh, a really great thing. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at MoviesPastAndPresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. And follow me on Instagram. My handle is at MoviesPAP. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present, Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.